Oh, hello. Didn't see you there. It's Drop the Subject with Allie and James. We are happy to be here. It's Friday. You've got that feeling in your bones or in your fingers or maybe in some of your private areas. That's fine, too. I don't know your business. Uh, Happy, (laughs) yes. um, Happy uh, Labor Day Eve, right? It's a holiday weekend, which feels weird. Most people, I don't think, are giving it much thought or they're doing the whole staycation thing. And you know what else is going on, James, is a lot of people I've noticed are starting to plan their you-never-know vacations. Like you never know if a vaccine actually comes out and we get to go on vacation vacation? Yeah, but you book it anyway because you never know. Uh, oh, wow. Really? Already? I feel like we're a little early for this. Are they doing this? The people that you're hearing, are they doing this in March, April? Oh, yeah. It's year? it's things that are like March, April, June. Uh, I know some people that have already they, they've booked a cruise for June because it's insanely oh cheap. Uh, that's true. It is w- wicked, wicked cheap. Maybe this is a good time for I'm supposed to take Chris to Africa for to specifically South Africa and um. Oh my gosh, I just forgot the big reserve we're going to go to. Uh, but where he specifically wants to go there for his 50th. Dun, dun, dun. And cool. so maybe now's the time to book because travel's so cheap and that's not going to happen for a while. Exactly. It's the you never know vacation. It's the you book it because you never know and you buy all the extra travel insurance and all of the things to have to change, which they're offering a lot more of that stuff now. Right, and hopefully that stuff's cheaper too, I suppose. Exactly. I mean, United already waiving their change fees. Uh, Delta and American Airlines are doing so as well. This is the time where things change, man. It was all about, oh yeah, you want to travel? You want to fly somewhere? Here's, give us $5,000. And you're like, ugh, fine. I really do want to go to that (laughs) reserve in Africa. But now they're desperate. They're begging for us. And now is the time, James, for us to ask for what we deserve. Let's get free meals back on the plane. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I want a full on, I want the apartment on Emirates for like yeah. $400. Yes. Trip. Yeah. I want the baggage fees to be eliminated again. Absolutely. Yep. So, I want free champagne for the whole plane if they want it, not just first class. That is that little tray that has half orange juice, half champagne that they, that they hand out to the first class passengers. Yes. That needs to be passed out to everybody. Uh There need to be um, four more bathrooms, but at least at leg room, please. Can we just can coach? This is what I really want on planes. I think you should be able to be sat like on Southwest, for instance, it's not just where you want to go. I think seats should be reserved for tall people. Honestly, I feel like if you get measured and you are 5'11", 6 foot, whatever, or above, and then it continues to go up from there, there is a seating system for you. There are specific seats reserved. And then if there's no one on the plane who's 6'7", fine. Then someone else can sit there. But I, I have no qualms about sitting in coach, but I literally have to pay more money because of something that I can't control, my genetics. I am a healthy 6 foot 2 with very long legs. And this makes planes really uncomfortable. If I was a long torsoed person and I had shorter legs, this might not be an issue, but I have super long Naomi Campbell supermodel legs and those things cram into the back of the seats and it is super uncomfortable for me to fly. So therefore I have to spend more money and it's super annoying. So that's what I really want on planes. Can we make you, it happen? You want big and tall seats. Yeah. Yes. A I think big and tall get section. Measured. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I think the the other heighted people should get together and be like, are we cool with this? Let's all just say we're fine with it. Because doing 
doing things in height order, that was like elementary school. You were used to it at that point. Yeah. Where it was like doing things in height order or in whatever your birthday was. It was things like that that didn't necessarily seem to matter, but they were very important at that age. Then it just became first come, first serve or whoever has the most money. You just kind of mix it up in that way. And that's not necessarily fair, obviously, beyond the friendly skies and many different parts of the of, of life. So Correct. I always thought that we should adapt that into sporting events and concerts. Uh-huh. So stupid chairs at football stadiums are not, there's not enough room. I know you're trying to cram it in. I know you're trying to make a little bit of money, but I promise you, I probably would go to more live events that require seating if I knew that there were going to be seats that I could fit into. Exactly. And so w- then same therefore with, you're and making then, more money. Right. So, and then with concerts, you're the you're I'm sure sometimes the one rando tall person, right? Oh my gosh. And then I the entire concert I'm constantly worrying about the person behind me who can't see. Now at the Janet Jackson concert, which was was that the last concert I went to in person, maybe? Oh my gosh, yeah, that was like more than a year ago. But I was too busy dancing up and down the aisles. It didn't really matter. And security <laughs> kept trying to like tell me to sit down. Really? We like, Sir. Because we got, it was like a birthday thing. We got super close. Our, our friend's connection. I don't know, whatever. So we're really close. And then I was getting too close to the stage. And they were like, uh, sir, you need to sit down, please. And I was like, but it's Janet. And I was like screaming. And I may or may not have had a bunch of drinks. And a couple of her dancers like waved at me because I was doing the choreography. Like, oh, it was a whole my thing. God. That is amazing. You're the so, person that I always look at at concerts that I'm like, I wish I was having as much fun as they are. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you look at it that way because some people look at me at certain concerts and they're like, oh, that guy is an a-hole. Like this, Janet is not just performing for you. You need to sit your big blood, black butt down in this <laughs> seat right here. This entire, this, you know, cause every hallway, every aisle in a concert venue is my runway. So I'm just runwaying up and down. And sometimes the security guards just laugh and think it's fun. And then after I get my kicks for a few minutes, Chris usually drags <laughs> me over and sits me back down. But <laughs> so then that's the whole point of this is that if I'm doing that, I'm not the tall person in front of the short person when they can't see. That's great. I, I 100% agree. I'm all for it. When we get back, something that you might not be all for, James, the dark web. It returns. What? I have uh, done another deep dive. Oh, yes. Geez. And we are visiting the body part bazaar. It's, it, it's Friday. Allie. Uh. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. That's right. It is September, which means that Halloween is closer <laughs> than ever. Can you use that? You can't use that voice yet. That's your Halloween voice. It's September. The Halloween voice. It doesn't matter anymore, James. It's a- <laughs> We've just thrown it all, all to the wind now, right? COVID and just everything going on in 2020. We're just... I get to you. Can I? Can we hear a Christmas voice? I, can we? Might as well do this segment with a with a Christmas voice, Allie. I will do Jack Skellington, and I'll kill two birds with one stone. Nice, perfect. Let's just go. Is that, is oh, that that's a character from the show? <laughs> that's your Jack Skellington. I'm sitting here know. waiting with bated breath that you actually have a Jack Skellington, and then <laughs> I mean, we can all do. <laughs> well, apparently, it's time to drop the subject for Dark Web. Yes, it is. Where I reveal some items that you can purchase on the deep dark web. Actually, the deep web and the dark web are two different things. The dark web Wait. is nothing but illegal. What's the difference between... Okay, you were about to say, I'm sorry. Dark web's evil. 
The dark web is pure illegal activity. The deep web, I believe, is just searching for things really hard. <laughs> I need to look more into that. <laughs> but can someone please get at us on social media at DTS show and let us know what the deep okay. web is? Because I'm mm-hmm. I, apparently I'm apparently Pollyanna on the internets. And I'm that's like, true. Yeah, you think that it's all sunshine and rainbows in the Good News Network. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> there are dirty, disgusting crevices of the internet, and I reveal all. I will see. I will give you three items, James, and you must place them in order from most to least expensive. And mm, okay, I I can't remember the theme last time we did this, but this week's theme is body parts. So get oh, ready. Come on, last time's theme was cutie patootie little animals like at least handle that that's right okay just for reference how much do you think a fully functioning set of eyeballs runs for on the dark web again hold on this is record scratch (laughs) jesse this is where i put in as a medical professional i do not condone any of the behaviors or any of the body parts selling that we are about to talk about here this is absolutely Mm -hmm. ridiculous i cannot believe this stuff actually exists i thought it was only on tv and netflix tv shows but ali this is all ali johnson of calabasas california this is all (laughs) her fault her responsibility i have nothing to do with this they're forcing me to do this okay just okay now back to our regularly scheduled program eyeballs Mm-hmm. I'm sure if they're kept frozen, they probably would work pretty well. Yeah, and you know, before you knock this too much, James, there are people that can't afford replacement eyeballs. <laughs> so if you are going to surgery and you don't have health insurance and no. you have no eyes, what no. are you supposed to do? No, no, there are ways around this and other than going to the dark web. How much do you think they're worth? Oh, how much? Oh, that was the question. Sorry. This is just a practice. I'm over here panicking. Uh, Oh, I would say that a functioning set of of real eyeballs are worth a lot of money. 75, 80 grand, probably. Wow. 1200 bucks. What? (laughs) This is sight. This is one of your five senses. Some would argue. It is an important one, right? The second most important one, right? Like, I come on. Really? $1,200. How are you going to buy more stuff on the dark web if you don't have eyeballs? I agree with you. I I mean, I'm sure some blind people get along around the dark web very, very functionally. I don't want to know how. I I cannot believe you can buy eyeballs for $1,200. Okay, okay. I'm going to reveal the actual (sighs) items in a second. But just one more. Since you're so far off on your references, I'm going to give you one more example. Okay. Okay, Then we're going to take a break and come back and I'll give you the actual items. Uh-huh. A real pathological human skull. A male human skull from Canada <laughs> has 11 teeth. <laughs> okay. So I would imagine maybe a hockey player. I was like, what is, what's the special nature of it being from Canada? Just That's just a fact. I, and this probably makes sense to you, but not I. The atlas vertebra is used is fused to the skull, and two styloid processes are present. There is some bone erosion. <laughs> there is some bone erosion. Well, what do you need an actual human skull for? Come on. Oh, I'll, my God. I, how else am I supposed to decorate my home? Uh, for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how much is it? Put actually a light bulb even? in his mouth and I'm ready to go. <laughs> but you're like, it's real. It used to blink. Oh, right. Okay, with, with styloid processes and uh, <laughs> some mild erosion, but a Canadian skull. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, this is, again, I mean, I thought that eyes were worth 80000 I You need your skull to live. 
also. So I would think that this would be somewhat important. But I guess if eyeballs are only $1,200, I'm only going to give the skull like like nine fifty. Wow. Okay. $2,500 for the male skull. Okay. I, I so. am so far off on this game. I am very glad that in all of Drop the Subject history, this is the only game that I do not completely dominate. That's that's true. And it's a good thing that you don't dominate it, I, <laughs> I guess. But so it's all about supply and demand on the dark web. And we will reveal the actual items that James will have to place in price order when we come back here on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. We're back. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Allie Johnson. She's the evil one. Dr. James Simmons. <laughs> the one with the halo. And we are in the middle of... Um, secrets from the terrorizing James about the dark web. Is that what this game's called, Allie? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Do you want your first item? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I guess these things in order and cost, and I don't know, this is tr- super traumatizing for me. I mean that, honestly. First item, go. Okay. Uh, the first item is... <laughs> the first item <laughs> is some good old-fashioned human skin. Um, oh. This is... <laughs> Fresh, vacuum-sealed, full thickness, one pound, collected and shipped, same-day skin. No. What do they mean, fresh? Come on. Your next item is two of your standard issue feet. These feet (laughs) are not from the same person. These are two different feet. In fact, they're two left feet. Uh, They are young. They're plump, possibly a good soup starter. No, I... that's not part of it. That's you, Allie Johnson. <laughs> if you have a foot fetish, this is easy access situation for you. Uh, so that is your second item. I okay. I'm a little You're... queasy talking about that, <laughs> but okay. you'll like this next one. With all the drinking that we've been doing this year, a shiny new untainted liver. Liver, yeah, yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> so. This one is very vital. I would say much more vital than a functioning set of eyes. But an untainted liver, I would imagine, has a lot of demand to it. To get a nice, shiny liver that is not going to, you know, give you any problems. If you need a a, a restart at the age of 50 or whatever. No, this game is just absolutely. I cannot honestly for like... (laughs) Give me, give me 13 seconds of all seriousness. I actually cannot believe that this is where we are as a species. That 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 it, Al Gore invented the internet and this is what it exists for, that people are able to... Why do you have two different people's feet? And you can't live without a liver, which means and if this is a fresh liver that came from something... Like, are these people who died of natural causes or an accident or something and then the people in the morgue are just selling off their stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, where is this stuff? Or are these, like, unsolved mysteries? Like, where is this coming from? I, I, I don't... <laughs> I can't. Okay, all right. Take a breath. I don't think that these are, like, murdered people. Are, but how do we know? And if it's not murdered mm-hmm. people, then why are they selling it on the dark web? Like, why is this not well, a legit... Well, some of them, some of them, like, for example, I will give you one of the websites. How's that? Oh, one no, of these websites is... Okay, do not I write this down, drop the subject, listeners. Jesse, Never mind. Mute I'm not going to give it to you. I'm not going to give it to you. It is a place to buy bones specifically. I'll just say that. What? Bones? And they are... They're for like research and science purposes. Okay. You don't know if there's some kind of a teacher who, how do you think they get those little stingly skeletons? I mean, right. I had to work on a a, a, a body 
papers in school and learn and anatomy and all these other things. But I, I was like assuming that this was the Rainbows and Unicorns website that you go to that uh, <laughs> universities officially go to for people who, like me, have marked on their driver's license or whatever that they want to donate their body to science. This is not some weird like WWZ dot whatever. And mm-hmm. then there's all this like crap behind it underneath that it's both deep and dark. I mean, this is out of control. I don't know. There are some people who just have really weird decoration tastes in their house. So, you know, that's another part of it is that people are like, whoa, look at this rare dead moth that only existed 400 years ago. Like there are people that just collect weird stuff. Uh Uh-huh. But human feet? (laughs) Don't judge them. All right. No, no. no. This is something I get to judge, by the way. As non-judgy as I am generally, people who actively go to the dark web to seek out human body parts that are not connected to a living human, by the way, you are gonna judge them. They get judged. I'm super mega ultra sorry with whoever I'm offending with that right now, but this is absolutely insane. I am going to say, by the way, so we got a liver. Well, I don't know, recap it for me. What what we've got, got? Okay, so we started with a pound of skin. Just one one pound, okay. One pound of vacuum sealed skin. You've got two of the feet, and then you've got the liver. So price order for most least expensive. I'm just going to assume that all of these are going to some really awesome, amazing nursing school somewhere where all the little nursing students are just learning and whatever. So we'll just go with that. So if this I'm, is for podiatrists to train. This okay, podiatrist training. I'm not sure why they need a liver, but you know. I mean, podiatrists are physicians, so they have to learn the liver at some point. You cannot live without your liver. Right, but I'm saying the feet. You, you could miss, you know. You can, right, but you can live without your feet or a pound of skin. So I feel True. like, although this rationale didn't work last time we did this either, <laughs> but I feel like the liver is super mega ultra valuable. It's also if it's mm-hmm. untainted and still working, that is really like like behind your brain hot, and your yeah, heart. Like your liver's yeah. number three. Yeah, she's bringing Ooh. up third place. So I'm going to go liver one. Uh-huh. Feet two, skin three. You are right, James. Boom. The, I mean, no, I don't s- want to be good at this game. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. <laughs> no, what about feet? All right. The we the uh, the skin is worth eight hundred ninety five dollars. That's, that's for that's eight hundred ninety five dollars per pound. I don't know if it's on sale <laughs> at the gro- but is that, do I get a discount with my Ralph's card? Like right with the red card savings. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's a thousand bucks for two of the feet, oh my and God. the liver is a hundred thousand dollars. So there you have it to get you into your exciting weekend. The dark web. Is a uh, is a dark, deep, dark place. But hey, you know what? It is Halloween season, at least as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> let that sit with you. <laughs> yeah. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Oh boy, you are listening to Drop the Subject on the new channel Q. That's where we are, right? Channel Q. Yeah, Allie Hi. Johnson, <laughs> James Simmons, and you're listening all over the place on radio.com or on more than 30 markets, right? 36 and a half, I believe. Stations that you are listening to all over the country. And we love you and thank you so much for that. And because of that, we want to give a little love locally, if you know what I'm saying, Allie. Yes, exactly. It's important that we cover some stories, some things going on in other parts of the world. Obviously, we are specific. We live in Southern California, but 
Uh, I have spent a long time in the Bay Area. I grew up there. So it's it's only right that we focus on a story that is going on in San Francisco. And I actually happen to know some of the people that are doing this. And it's a nice feel-good story, isn't it, James? It is quite the feel-good story. And since, you know, sometimes Allie likes to traumatize me on this show, we thought that our local spotlight story would also be something a bit of a feel-good story from our folks listening in the Bay Area. We have started a delivery service called Meals on Heels, where you get dinner, some kind of signature Oasis cocktails, uh, delivered by a drag queen who also does a curbside, socially distant lip sync for you. I mean, how fun is that? I know. Oasis is a great drag club in San Francisco, and I've done shows there. Uh, I did Star Trek Live, where I played Spock. Uh, I also did a live version of uh, Debbie Does Dallas. And so it's like live musical versions. Come again? You did. I played Roberta in Debbie Does Dallas, the musical at the drag club. (laughs) (laughs) It was fantastic. And Darcy Drollinger, who owns, is one of the owners of the club. Uh, is who you who you heard speaking in that video, and uh, Darcy's amazing. And Darcy and Hecklina own the the club. Uh-huh. I believe that because I I remember getting an email, you know, it, it, updating everybody on what was going on because they have not been able to do their drag shows. And that club always had stuff going on. I mean, really, morning, noon, and night. Oh my god, Darcy it was turning that place over it was like every minute there was somebody booked there was something going on every single night and they were just hustling and they had a big ass bar it was always packed that place was i mean doing great and so the fact that they have had no revenue has been really devastating for that place and so i was always kind of wondering what was going on with it and then to hear uh, you know we got a little update from darcy about how he was making sure that they were going to keep the club uh-huh. And how it was awesome. really it was a really hard decision, but one that they're figuring out. He was like, it's taking everything I have, but I'm going to keep it going. And this is uh, now then I'm reading about the story. And it's great that this is getting some love on uh, on. I think this is on Huffington Post, which is great because they're doing something. They're pivoting, right? They're taking something and they're changing it. And they're moving it into a different direction to try and make money. And heels on, uh, Meals on Heels is such a great idea. I would definitely pay money to have a drag queen hand deliver some food and give me a lip sync show and some cocktails. Well, and there's some not only a show and cocktails and the performance outside, but that also, this is pretty ingenious, actually, because people are going to record that. And yes. they're going to post it and they're going to be like, we had a drag queen deliver food to us. And they're going to post it online and hopefully tag Oasis and or the drag queen. And then that's going to start to go viral. You know what I mean? There's going to be a thing where I love that we are normalizing. I mean, it is San Francisco, so this was pretty normal anyway. But I love that we are normalizing drag queens doing full on performances, just broad daylight on the sidewalk. Right? Hell like yeah. That's that's freaking phenomenal. And I, I love the the ingeniousness of this, too. And, you know, the story does go on to say that, you know, and Darcy makes these comments about how integral drag is to the entire San Francisco community. Right. Not just the Castro district, not just the LGBTQIA plus community, but like drag is the heartbeat of the city. And drag still sort of embodies the rebellious nature that that, uh, you know, in the free spiritedness, that combination that has been a part of the Bay Area for such a long time. So to really fight for keeping that as a part of our culture 
um, going and still being able to make money. I mean, that's huge. So we absolutely, especially with a lot of the LGBT places that have closed down in in COVID. You know, Stud being one of the biggest leather bars in San Francisco, and and Oasis is right around the corner from that. So I'm really glad that they're keeping it going. Congrats, Darcy! And more is on the way. Jason Carter joins us. Uh, Dr. James got a great opportunity to chat with Jason about what's going on in Hollywood. So we'll be playing that for you next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. James Simmons here with another Jay, one of your favorite Jays. And we haven't gotten a chance to talk to this Jay person in a few weeks because, as y'all know, schedules have been a little bit crazy. But joining us in full effect from Miami is none other for our weekly entertainment report, Jason Carter. Jason, how you doing, babe? James, I'm good. Good to see you. Good to be back, man. It feels like you know, in COVID, a, a month feels like a decade, right? So I feel like I haven't been on <laughs> Drop the Subject since my 20s. I mean, it's so good to be back. And you I mean feel your like teens. I've grown since conception. <laughs> since conception. It feels good to be right. back. I'm a whole new man. I have life experience to talk about now. I'm grown and sexy. So boom, let's do it. Let's do it. That's awesome. Well, and because of that, there is so much going on in the entertainment world right now. As things are kind of starting to pick back up, including... AMC made these big announcements that they are opening theaters in certain places, and they are doing this really because of this movie, Tenet, which is supposed to be, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of really big expectations for movie theaters in general and Tenet to sort of be the blockbuster that brings people back into theaters. I don't know. What do you think of this going on? I'm of two minds with this. I'm of one mind of this, James. And here's the one mind I am. I don't care about this movie, Tenet. However, Christopher Nolan does incredible work, right? The Dark Knight trilogies, Interstellar, which is now being available to be seen years later in China. But this movie was supposed to come out July 27th. It was pushed back multiple times because, of course, COVID, the country and the world and humanity shut down. Jonathan David Washington's in the lead along with Robert Pattinson. However, like, what is it with this movie that we can't let it go? It has been the, the saga. The saga for 2021 to end racial injustice and to release effing Tenet. <laughs> well, and in juxtaposition to that, one of the other things that's been like COVID, you know, systemic racism and Mulan, which Disney finally decided to, I mean, this movie, I think they spent like $200 million or something on this movie. So they decided they are not going to go the movie theater route, which is why they were waiting because that movie was originally, I think, supposed to come out in March. And now they yeah. are doing a big release if you get this like disney plus plus thing that's 30 bucks or something you can stream mulan starting this weekend so we have on one side theaters opening with tenant and on the other side disney doubling down on the streaming option with mulan (laughs) it's so funny okay so memorial day weekend july 4th weekend and labor day weekend thanksgiving and christmas day are all the big opening holidays for movies right mulan of course was an animated film back in the in the late 90s 1997 heck with snaggular with that horrible haircut singing who is that girl i see yeah Yeah, good for her launched her (laughs) career but disney you mentioned it doubling down mr simmons Uh you pay seven dollars a month for disney plus which is a great service that houses everything you've ever wanted from disney marvel national geographic fox you name it it's there but for an additional thirty dollars you can watch this live action remake of Mulan. Now, in Disney's favor, they do a fantastic job of remaking classics like The Jungle Book, The Lion King. They're really good at reimagining their initial imaginations. But Mm. I don't know if this is going to be what Disney needs to get people to stream on the weekend. Hamilton was a moment for them earlier this summer, but of course, Hamilton has its own 
ecosystem and its own following and audience. Plus, a lot of people were not able to see it on Broadway. So I get why Disney pulls these major properties and major namesakes and puts them on their streaming platform. Mulan, of mm -hmm. course, is in-house already. But do we care? And are we a little peeved by everything we're paying for when it comes to streaming services? Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix, BET Plus, MTV Plus, 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 the pluses of the plus, <laughs> HBO Max. It's just too much. Right, and, right. and people in these streets are trying to hold on to quaint. We are wanting to keep our hard-earned money. There's a coin shortage in the country, James. <laughs> Quite literally. Problem. Right, right, right. right. So, Mulan, so Mulan, I don't know if it's going to be something I want to give my hard-earned $30 to, which that could be gas, groceries, a Hello. sex toy, something. All of it. Disney yeah. Plus. Slash all of the above. Well, speaking of services that we have to pay for, CBS Access Plus or whatever their streaming service is called, their big hit show, which has really helped that platform really thrive and survive, is Star Trek Discovery. And they made a huge announcement this week, Jason. Huge announcement. First of all, I am a Trekkie. Um, I've watched all episodes of the first two seasons of Star Trek Discovery on CBS All Access, as well as Picard. They have done a great job of really making sure this franchise is of the caliber it needs to because for over what 50 years now it's like baseball and freaking football there's there are things that are very american and star trek to me is very american but what they're doing is they're adding lgbtq plus characters to an already diverse cast on this show, we have the first sex couple in the Star Trek universe, Paul Stamets and Hugh Colbert, played by Anthony Rapp and Wilson Cruz. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I think it really is incredible. And it is really important how those characters are represented, right? Is their storyline just that they're trans? Is their storyline just that that person's non-binary? Or is it they are this is part of who they are in cont contribution to the entire Star Trek Discovery universe. Right, and that's a great question. Well, let's get into their characters. So Blue Del Barrio and Ian Alexander will board the USS Discovery as Adira in gray when the series returns this fall on, on October 15th on CBS All Access. Now, what's really cool is that Ian Alexander is the first Asian American television actor to come out as transgender. In an interview, Michelle Paradise talked about how important it is to really highlight these types of individuals because Gene Roddenberry envisioned the Star Trek universe to be one that challenged racism, that challenged um, inequality by going to other worlds and seeking out other civilizations and embracing and engaging in the way they live. Get so, you. You hey, really man, are the Trekkie. You know, Trek, you know all about this. Trekkie, the house <laughs> down, boots, JQS. But I it's going to it. be great. It is going to be great. And speaking of trekking, we are going to trek into a little bit of controversial territory with multiple Grammy winner, one of the biggest and best voices of our current generation. But she caused some controversy this week. You will find out what that is next on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q. All right, welcome back to Drop the Subject. We are getting our weekly entertainment report. It has been a few weeks, but Jason Carter is back with us and... From Miami this time, of course. During the break, Jason was talking about getting to run on the beach and do all these fabulous things that one gets to do in Miami. It's really fantastic. Speaking of fabulous things, the Notting Hill Music Festival Carnival, I believe is what it is, is something that Adele has attended previously in the past. And it is a carnival to celebrate sort of the West Indies and African heritage that goes on in London and the music around a lot of that. And Adele posted a really controversial picture this week, Jason. And she's she, uh, <laughs> Twitter was kind of of two minds of this. 
yes, they were of two minds, and some and, and some celebrities came to the defense of the 15-time Grammy Award-winning voice of a generation. So Adele, of course, who was from the UK, uh, was celebrating the Notting Hills Carnival, which is a celebration of Black and West Indie culture in London, we know that there was that there was colonization and all that in the past. So Adele has been celebrating this for as long as she can remember. And this year, because of COVID, things were for the first time in the 54-year history was going virtual. So Adele thought, you know what? Fine. I'm going to be virtual with them and I'm going to go out and post wearing Bantu knots, which is historically a black hairstyle. We've seen many people rock these knots um, in music videos, celebrities. It's very it's very culturally celebrated in a lot of black fashion and a lot of black hairstyles. So she not only rocked the Bantu knots, but she did also rock in her new, very slim, very svelte body, a Jamaican flag bikini, and that set black Twitter on fire. Mm-hmm. People felt Adele was pulling a Kim K and culturally appropriating while some felt that no, they were glad that Adele was bringing to light and celebrating this culture that normally doesn't get talked about in mainstream or in pop culture. So to mind you say, James, yes, I didn't feel like it was cultural appropriation at all, to be honest. Mm. Um, mm. And the reason why is because this is Adele has done this her whole life and not saying that her doing this her whole life is a good is okay. But cultural appropriation is when people don't know the history or pay homage or pay respect to the culture they are appropriating, allegedly. Adele does, right? Right. So out and celebrate something that she's been doing and that is normally celebrated by other people of color in London in tandem with each other is not a big deal, to me at least. I can totally get visually why people say it's cultural appropriation, but to me, it's not. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I'm also of two minds. I think my first you know, gut uh, initial reaction with, the, was, with this was like, whoa, 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 hold up, time out. But there were lots of other individuals who are much more familiar with that culture and the music and what that means. And we're like, hold up, Adele has actually been standing with us for a very mm-hmm. long time. And right. there's footage that came out of her singing at concerts, being at concerts. She actually really appreciates the culture. Also, it is something that Adele grew up with. So she right. didn't grow up in like the white suburbs of London, right? She grew up in the, like a multicultural diverse neighborhood. And so this is something that for her, you know, I, I, I do think it's a fine line and it's a border and we should always, you know, of course, challenge people, but it's a very interesting topic. Either way, I think one of the funniest things on a, on Twitter where so many people, black, white, purple, brown, gay, straight, doesn't matter. We're like, there's absolutely nothing that Adele could do that could make me mad, which I think is hysterical. Now, mad is what some people are, Jason. I'm going to make my own piggyback here about some of the folks who got chosen for the big announcement this week of the new cast of Dancing with the Stars. Dancing <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. Yes, yeah, so I'm a huge fan, right? Dancing with the Stars like does my heart good every time it debuts because there's some hit and misses, but there's no one in between. Season 29 is set to premiere on September 14th, and the cast is... Uh, it's it's eclectic, if you will, but the big person that everyone's talking about and the really genius casting is that of Carol Baskin from the hit Netflix documentary Tiger King. And why this is a big deal is because normally Disney, which owns ABC, the network that Dancing with the Stars airs on, hasn't really been keen to casting a documentary subject on their show. Carol Baskin is only a celebrity by default, not because she mm-hmm. has been she wanted to be a celebrity. She was a celebrity for accused of killing her husband, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> and, right? And being the tiger queen, if you will. I right. Guess. 
But when the show premieres this fall, lots of shakers have happened. One, Tyra Banks is the sole host of the show after the very abrupt exits of Andrew, Aaron Andrews and Tom Bergeron, who have been mm-hmm. on the show for multiple seasons. And that left fans shocked. Also, the format of the show has really lent itself to be a two-person job. How is Tyra going to do this? Solo, all will be revealed when the show premieres. But let's get back to who is on the show because we have Backstreet Boy singer AJ McLean, The Bachelorette's Caitlin Bristow, also Nelly Hottish. He's here. He's doing his thing. Chriselle Strauss, St- Strauss, sorry, from Selling Sunset, NBA star Charles Oakley, as well as Justina Machado from One Day at a Time. And the list goes on and on. I just think Charles Oakley, from someone who's been a basketball fan, those of you who drop the subject listeners know, I am I am the guy who like loves basketball. And, and I grew up loving Charles Oakley. And so to think about Charles Oakley, who was a punisher, a bruiser, he played for those Knicks teams in the 90s that were basically like the Detroit teams of the 80s. They just beat people up on the court. To then now go back to think about Charles Oakley, like doing Dancing with the Stars, I love it. But he carries on a tradition of potentially former professional athletes winning because we have had several former professional athletes win right. in the past. So I think it's a really, really, uh, it's an intriguing cast. It might actually make me want to watch the show. Well, real quick, <laughs> Monica Aldama, of course, she is the coach from the Netflix hit documentary Cheer. We have Sky Jackson from Disney and also Jeannie Mai from The Real and Catfish's Neve Shulman and Olympic figure skater Johnny Weir is also joining the cast. Oh. Just, just really oh, quick on the sports angle of Dancing with the Stars. ABC and Disney absolutely know how important it is to have a sports element in the fact that with the success of someone like Michael Strahan on their network, right? Middle Mm -hmm. America loves Dancing with the Stars. So they have to appeal to that audience. Also, right now, very relevant is the the conversation of Black Lives Matter and representation on television. So the melding of two worlds, you have sports, men of color, Equals ratings. I feel I could be I could be wrong. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes in regards to casting, but they are very genius and they're very strategic on who they pull onto the ballroom floor. So September 15th, we're going to see for the first time when it comes back on ABC with Tyra Banks at the helm. A lot of new things to watch for draw. Uh, I was going to say drop the subject. Dropping with the stars. <laughs> Dancing with the stars. A lot of things to watch. <laughs> Jason Carter, it's such, such a pleasure to see your face here on the Zoom and to have you back. Drop the subject listeners. If there's anything that you want to know that you want to talk about in the world of entertainment, Jason is coming back with us every week now. Um, now that we're our few weeks of madness are done and there is more, drop the subject coming up. Jason, have a great weekend. You too. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. News It or Lose It time. Drop the Subject. Allie, Dr. James, all of us are here and queer and ready to give you some news. But the trick is I've got two headlines. James has two headlines and we can only news one of each. The other ones will be lost and never spoken of again. I've got two headlines in front of me. Are you ready to hear them? James Simmons. All right, starting a start a little band over there. I didn't have my bell with me today. My bad. (laughs) I like it. Here's your first headline. Yesterday or the day before, I brought you a story about somebody who found out their husband was cheating through the New York Times. Uh huh. Today, I bring you a story about a woman who found out her boyfriend was cheating via a car a car note, a note left on their car. Juicy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm gonna news it. Okay, 
Uh, good, because the other one was about how our screen time is up, which everyone knows. Oh, God. Barf. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here, here are your two stories, Allie. We all know that screen time report. She's evil. <laughs> every every yeah. week. She is around. a shamey bitch. I'm like, all right, enough. <laughs> like, take a break. Right. We all know that we're spending like 12 hours in front of a screen every day. My two stories, Allie, for you to decide whether or not you news or lose. Story number one, Herman Cain tweets from beyond the grave again, and this time he's questioning his own death. Herman Cain? What? Oh, did you not know the story? No. Who is that? I can explain Herman Cain and uh... why... He's tweeting from beyond the grave or I'm going to lose it. Okay. You can lose it. What you did get Allie instead was flat earthers end up in quarantine after sailing to the end of the world. Yeah. (laughs) See, it's not time for screen time updates. It is time for flat earthers to just find the end of the earth (laughs) once and for all. All right. Let me quickly tell you about this girl and then we can get to the flat earther story because I really want to spend time on that. All right. A woman leaves her house for the day. She gets to her car and she sees a note on her car. You're uh-huh. familiar with notes left on the car. Sure I remember I your, <laughs> your back and forth story about your parking wars. Uh-huh. So she thinks that maybe she's done something wrong. Usually a note on the car is never a good thing. Mm. Yes. And I in agree. this case, she opens the note and it says, FYI, I effed your boyfriend. Oh, oh, then then it goes it. on to say, huh? That's oh, that's not it. I was going to say that's no, it. no, no, that's oh, not cryptic. it. OK, then she goes on to say he said you were broken up. Then the neighbor who lives in the same apartment complex said one, wash your car two, dump him. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> that's awesome. So, you know, the of course, it, it would seem that this person is kind of being mean, but also being there were all these comments that were like i want this girl as my best friend i want this girl in my corner because why would you say if you're gonna cheat don't cheat with somebody who lives in the same damn apartment complex but isn't that the story like isn't that doesn't that happen so often right it's yes you run into so and so in the laundry room especially when you live in like a big city right like new york or chicago or whatever where you got you're doing laundry in the basement it's a shared laundry thing it's 2 a.m one thing leads to another, and then you're meeting mm. for coffee when you're both at work because you realize you only work blocks from each other. Yeah, it turns into a whole thing, Allie. Well, that's what happened, and now I want to hear about flat earthers. Oh, boy. So flat earthers are a thing. They really do honestly believe that there is like a wall. There is an end to the earth, like you can fall off. There was a planned flat earther cruise that was going to Antarctica where many flat earthers believe that there is a giant wall of ice that surrounds our planet in a disc. And if you can get to that giant wall of ice and then up climb up over it, you can see like the end of the world. Okay. But COVID put a stop to cruises, right? So people were not able to go on this cruise. So instead this man and woman, this couple from Venice decided that they were going to take matters into their own hands. So sell their car and a bunch of their possessions so they could buy a boat and sail towards Lampedusa, which is an island between Sicily and North Africa. Mm. They also believe that that was one of the just when you flatten the earth out and whatever things zhuzh and adjust and whatever, that near that island was also another like end of the earth, if you will. So... um. They didn't make it to their destination. They ended up instead on Ustica 
an island situated just northwest of where they sent off, a very, very, very long way from Lampedusa. However, when they got to the island, they figured out, a doctor, by the way, helped them figure out that their compass was entirely wrong, and they were taken into quarantine. Oh, (laughs) damn it. Yes. And you know that wasn't a situation where they're like, all right, we're wrong. There is no, the earth is not flat. Uh-huh. I wish they could just reach the end so that you could finally be like, see? See, the world is not flat. They they apparently tried to escape though, Allie. Like they tried to like sneak off of other onto other ferries and escape, but they had to be like held back and like quite literally like put into quarantine. And they quarantined hmm. for two weeks and then they were put back by the local health authorities, put back on a boat and sent back to mainland Italy. Oh, man. What a bummer. Well, try again. Try, try again, Flat Earthers. There's plenty sure. of time. We, <laughs> sure, sure. Why not? We'll, we'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. It's Friday. We're heading into Labor Day. And you might be hungry. It's about the time that some people choose to eat. And you might even be thinking, what can I get from my backyard barbecue all by myself this weekend? Well, you may be rolling up to one of your favorite local fast food joints to find out that some items are missing and you might be enraged and you are not alone about that at all, Ali. This has become a thing. Taco Bell's trending on Twitter in the last 24 hours. Like this has really turned into a thing where where companies, fast food companies in particular, take away an item and this is the thing that just like sets people over the edge. Yeah, Mexican pizza was a very big topic of conversation on Twitter yesterday. And as soon as Taco Bell changes anything on their menu, people get very, very upset because stoners fear change. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't think they do. But anytime you take away a menu item, regardless of whether or not you even ever ate it, you're going to be angry. They got rid of a few other ones earlier this year. The quesarito was probably the most controversial. Uh Uh-huh. Of course. A lot of people did like the quesarito. They got rid of it. But it's also COVID times, right? So if something is a little too annoying to make, they're just like, forget it. I don't want to No, It's just not worth it anymore, right? And people are already in the Taco Bell line. So if they're in the drive-thru, uh-huh. they're going to get food. It's not like they're going to stop going to Taco Bell just because they got rid of their <laughs> Southwestern potato wedges. Which is right, another one of the controversial items that they got rid of. They also, they're not doing shredded chicken anymore. So the shredded chicken quesadillo, shredded chicken burrito, shredded chicken tacos are also disappearing from the menu. Pico de gallo, yeah, another thing that is going away. But there are, uh, you know, I've got a list in front of me of some other items that have been removed from fast food menus and the backlash that ensued because there are a lot of people who are upset about, for example, the most notable one was the spicy chicken sandwich at Popeye's after that came out. They temporarily got rid of it and everyone freaked the F out. They were already getting stabby when it was in in stock. Then when it was out of stock, they were really freaking out. Um, potato wedges going away at KFC. That's not anything I ever cared about or would ever care about. I don't like KFC. But if you love a potato wedge and not a French fry and you're like one of four people that that's what that's your go to at KFC and they take it away. I can understand that being a traumatic experience. Hold up. Time out. Wait a second. First of all, how are you going to be on these airwaves and talk about you don't like KFC? Can we just back up to that really quick? <laughs> Who? Does you might not you might prefer some other chicken. You might have your druthers about whatever, <laughs> but no one just full on double down 
Get it? That was a joke too, because they got rid of uh, the that double also down went sandwich. Away. Yeah. yeah. You don't full on double down that you just unequivocally don't like KFC. I don't. I don't. I think that it's totally overrated. I think that if is, you get a bucket of chicken there, you're gonna get tiny burnt ass brown <laughs> pieces that don't have actual chicken on them. And when yep. I get a chicken sandwich at Popeyes, what I love about the chicken sandwich is that it is thick and juicy, and there's uh-huh. a lot of chicken in there versus uh-huh. just dehydrated chicken parts that have been boiled in fry oil. (laughs) Okay. You clearly have been going to the incorrect KFC for however long. and It shouldn't matter, but go on. I'm just saying, you can't compare a bucket of chicken at KFC to the juicy wonderfulness of the spicy chicken sandwich at Popeye's. Now, I'm not saying KFC is my favorite fast food chicken. It is by far not. But you also just like, it'll do in a pinch. No, nope. it, it was a Sunday afternoon tradition in my family. And I, for probably the 800,000 pounds worth of Kentucky Fried Chicken I ate <laughs> in my childhood, I can <laughs> promise you that only half of those buckets of chicken were ever burnt like you are describing. I don't know. Maybe I just went to the wrong KFCs, but I think I've eaten KFC maybe twice in my life. And the second Uh, time I ate it, I barfed all over the place. (laughs) So you have some trauma around this. Another another, uh, thing that some people are really freaking out about, by the way, that got removed that I don't understand this one. I don't understand why they removed it. McDonald's faced a huge backlash when they announced that they would be removing cheeseburgers and chocolate milk from the Happy Meal in order to make it healthier. Like, yeah. That is sacrilegious. It's called Happy Meal. <laughs> happy. Cheeseburgers and chocolate milk make people happy. I mean, that that part's true, although one of my models is food is not love. But like, if you're going to offer the burger, really, are we really tripping about like the, the cheese? Ni- 90 more calories for the fake cheese that's going to be on there. Like at this point, if you're already giving your kid a burger and fries, like if they're going to lose it over some cheese, like give me a slice of cheese. Right. And, you know, I would agree. Uh, I would actually argue with you and say that McDonald's cheeseburgers are about love because that's how my parents showed their love to me was by <laughs> taking to me to McDonald's for a Happy Meal. And that is uh, uh-huh. that is how I ended up where I am today. Uh, we will be right back with more Drop the Subject. <laughs> and I will start scheduling my therapy right now. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James. We are uh, taken off for the day, unfortunately. I know it comes so soon, but the good news is that you have a podcast. They're waiting for you in the depths of your phone or even your computer. And we covered a lot on today's show. Uh, James got to talk to Jason Carter, our good friend who gives us all uh, things going on in Hollywood. We talked uh, about a great drag queen in San Francisco, Darcy Drollinger, who's doing something amazing up there in our local spotlight. Uh, Meals on Heels. Look it up. We uh, delved into the dark web and much, much more. So catch up on all things podcast related if you want to hear James's cringe factor at a 10 (laughs) or 11 for a solid 12 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> that, because that was this is traumatic mm-hmm. I, oh i don't like the deep deep dark web the deep web the dark web or the deep dark web <laughs> yes Ooh, the deep dark web that's another thing that has not been invented yet and i hope it never is yeah no i have so a one more ask the np i know we ended last show yesterday with an ask the np and i thought of another one just to close out the show james oh sure you betcha This is more of a lifestyle question. I don't know what to do. Say you're in a grocery store, which I know happens a lot. Uh Uh-huh. When when all this started, we were mainly panic buying, right? We were running through the aisles and we were just like, I don't know, a quinoa bowl. Sure, sure. Just put it in the (laughs) cart and go. Right. 
now we have more choices and mm. it's been very hot, well, at least where we are. So I've noticed people are very, very uh, not in a hurry anymore. They are dawdling and they are spending a very long time picking out their items. So when I am in a grocery store, say I would like some eggs and there is a lady who's about 75 years old and spends five minutes straight trying to decide which eggs she wants. What is the proper protocol from a health standpoint? Am I supposed to hover, but hover six feet away? Normally I'm hovering (laughs) so that she feels uncomfortable and it's like, oh, I better make my selection and walk away. But because of COVID, I don't want to get too close. But can I, since we both have masks on, at least just get a little closer or just like do a, a quick grab, like ha ha, just to in, in grab my eggs and go? Or do I do a fake cough, which I don't think you'd recommend? What, well, what is the safest way to go about this? The, so the safest way is to stand in her eyesight line six feet away. <laughs> you could just be like uber creepy about it. Like just stand <laughs> so she can see you and then mm. just stare at her. Okay, so just stand six feet down the little pike and then just like (laughs) And then just stare. You know, like dogs do, at least Jack does this, our dog, when he like really wants something, Mm. he'll just like stare at us. And you're like, (laughs) For a really long time. (laughs) Yep, this is really creeping me out. And you don't blink. So this is like extra creepy. So (laughs) you could do that whole thing and I'm sure you would freak grandma out. But I don't recommend that because grandma's probably already pretty freaked out about the world right now anyway. And if she's like grocery shopping on her own, I definitely don't think you should hover close to her either because we're Remember, we're wearing our masks because we're worried about grandma. So I think the grab and go quickly is is optimal. The reach in, grab the eggs, run out. You can hold your breath the whole time you're doing it or whatever if you want. But the only risk there is then if you grab the eggs that are broken and then you got to do it again. So you could just. You're taking a risk. I get it. Double back around when grandma's gone. I mean, just leave would, and come back. Just just do the old leave and come back. I the grocery store doesn't bother me a ton anymore. Um, but I do, I will say I am like Flojo in that grocery store. Like I go to the same one so that I know where everything is, of course, and I like run up and down the aisles. I'm like, yep, this, 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 bing. I put my good, you know, I got my good mask, right? You got your mask yeah. that you know works, but it's kind of loose. And then I got some N95s for work that are like a little intense, whatever. But I got a really good, solid, like triple weight cloth mask. Grocery store mask. Yep, my good mask on and my sunglasses. And I'm hustling and I'm I'm hand sanitizing multiple times while I'm in the grocery store. It might be a little overkill, but so far I think we're good. So I Hmm. say uh, do the grab and go real quick. And and just be cool with grandma. She's she's probably freaking out a little bit. Grab and go or the reach around. You heard it here, Dr. James. And <laughs> we always ask the NP all the big questions and the small questions and everything in between. You can get at him with your questions at Ask the NP. And have a great long weekend. We will see you when we come back. Bye-bye. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.